Welcome to the Shane Lanigan's podcast. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon all, and welcome to this fortnight's instalment of the Shane Lanigan's podcast, Artist Edition. The podcast series where I interview artists who are not super well-known, but should be. On today's episode, I am joined by Austin, Texas-based indie artist Clarence James. Clarence James has been on the rise over the past couple of years with popular tracks such as Ronson Princess, I Think It Might Be Hell, and Losing You. In addition, he also recently released an album called f Me Up, which is easily one of my favourites from 2020. You should all definitely go and check it out. Please all welcome Clarence James to the podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fortnight's installment of the Shane Anagans podcast, Artist Edition, the podcast series where I interview artists who are not super well-known, but should be. On today's episode, I am joined by indie artist Clarence James. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yo. <laughs> I've actually been wanting to get you on this podcast for a while now. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, I think the first track that I heard of yours was either Ronson Princess or Not Just Anyone. I'm not too sure. It's... Mm. And they, they they hit hard. I'm telling you, they hit hard. You must have been. What were you going through when that happened? That's what I want to know. We can we, we we can get into that when we're going through the when we when we get into the questions though. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. How are you doing though? How's uh, how's the whole COVID situation for you? Uh, everything's going okay. I'm I'm staying pretty safe as far as like going out and stuff. I just never like go out. Is that like I work and stuff? Just at the smoke shop. Uh, but as far as like. COVID goes, I don't think I've had it yet. I might have. I just <laughs> try to do my best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I personally, I don't think I've had, I know a lot of people who've had it. Uni yeah. students in the UK just don't seem to care for some reason. Like, I've seen people going to parties all the time on Snapchat. What's going on? It's... Yeah, same out here. I like came home from like the, like the getting food or something, I forget. And there was like a party going down across the street. And I was like, these guys, have no like the music was all out and everything they weren't even like hiding it i was like these guys (laughs) we're never gonna be free clarence i think that's something that we just need to realize we're never going to be free of these shackles it's it's crazy yeah it's uh definitely out of hand (laughs) i swear man um it is and these anti-maskers as well i don't think we have many of them here i haven't noticed many of them but i've seen videos of america and it's it's, it's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, definitely. Like, I thought, like, Texas was bad. I went to, like, Oklahoma for a bit, and there was even more, like, people walking through the grocery store. It's just no no mask at all, like, not even caring. Like, here the HEBs are pretty pretty strict on that. But, um, yeah, the um, grocery store is out in Texas. But, yeah, as far as, like, people coming in without masks, I, I like, work at a smoke shop, so, like, I feel like a lot of people just think it's chill in there. Yeah, and, and there would be so many people coming in without masks. Sometimes I'm like, get out! Like there's signs all <laughs> over the all over the door that you know that are instructing you that we don't want you here if you're not doing that. Um, yeah, I've only had like a couple people get mad, and I'll just be like, eh, you go somewhere else if you're mad. <laughs> not... Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where where are you right now? How many are there? Are there many smoke shops where you are? Oh, yeah, I'm in Austin, Texas, so it's like, um, yeah, there's it's quite a bit. Um, mine happens to be right, like, by a homeless kind of population, too. So it's like a lot of, a lot of uh, those guys kind of don't care sometimes as well. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as, like, mo- I feel like most people, like, in this area that I'm, I'm in right now, they kind of got the mask thing, um, like, in, I don't know, more well thought out about it than like they're muzzling us my freedom and my rights like there's not not a lot of people like that <laughs> yeah it's um, americans care so much about freedom i swear it's just it's it, it's funny hearing some of them talk sometimes <laughs> it, it sound like friggin um ah uh, that one guy william wallace from that one film um do you braveheart it was the film was braveheart i don't know if you know which film i'm talking about I know the film you're talking about. I haven't seen it, though. I haven't yeah. seen it either. I just know that he's given his freedom <laughs> at the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, that's kind of irrelevant, though. Let's just get into the episode. Um, <laughs> you've seen the ep- you've seen the podcast before. Yeah. You know that we always start off with a joke, and today is no different. So, let's just get right into it. Um, 
An Irishman is struggling to find a parking space. Lord, he says, I cannot stand this. Please open a parking space for me and I swear I will give up the drink and go to mass every Sunday. The clouds part and the sun shines on an empty space in the car park. Without hesitation, the Irishman says, actually, never mind. Found one. <laughs> nice. I don't, yeah, that was... It, it, it was another dead joke. Another 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 episode, another dead joke. It's cool. We can get into the questions. You don't have to <laughs> use pity laughs, it's chill. That was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's just get into the questions. Um yeah, so I guess I guess what I wanted to ask is like how have you been keeping yourself cool during the COVID situation? Like, do you have any routines or anything like that? that you've been doing on the daily or is it just like a do as you will kind of situation? Uh, there's always like the music at first and then uh, there's like some meditation stuff I do sometimes. Um, I used to be a lot like better at meditating and things like, like right when COVID was starting, I was pretty like consistent on that. But as it kept happening, I kind of got like restless, I feel like. And um, yeah, and, and even like with music sometimes that's like, turn to to drawing nowadays because there's so much like free time and then like can't do anything else except for like do the music when i get back home so i've started drawing again that's kind of helped my like um restlessness i guess um uh, i don't know if you know wim hof about I'll do yeah. that, that, that guy's pretty that, that guy has the, the technique right and about being relaxed i feel like i do that some mornings but yeah um just trying to do whatever I can to distract myself. I feel like from that, the fact that we can't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I understand, man. Yeah, Wim Hof is is crazy, man. I'm telling you, I remember watching. I've seen a couple of things involving him. There was a Yes Theory video, and mm -hmm. uh, he was also on Joe Rogan. I think twice, maybe. I'm not too sure, but yeah, yeah. it's he's crazy, man. Going into, I swear, he's got like some a couple of world records. Yeah, know. he for, for the like the ice thing, like his, his cold water exposure and stuff like that. I, I don't know, there's some videos I've watched that like uh, I started doing it a lot when COVID first started because uh, there's like an immunity aspect to it where he's like talking about how like it helps your immune system not be like shocked by like new new viruses or things like that. Um, so you've been going into like like that you've been doing the ice thing oh not not often i i don't, I don't really <laughs> fill up my tub with ice or anything i'll take the cold showers sometimes to like let it kind of hit and try to relax and stuff but uh i'd say it's pretty beneficial it's kept me kind of calm on like on most occasions and i don't know i haven't been sick for a while like since i started doing it so i guess he's he's kind of right when it comes to the immunity thing i recommend it though cool cool guy yeah, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't do the ice thing myself. Like this yeah. when I basically I didn't go to the gym for about from March all the way up until November or something a stupid amount of months. So when I went back again, it was worse than when I started at the very first time. Like the muscle pain, the muscle um, fatigue, and all of that. It was it was pain. I tried having yeah. a cold bath, right, to try and sort it all out. I couldn't do it. It was it was just it was adding yeah. pain to more pain, you know? It's just it wasn't worth it. And after a couple yeah. of days, I managed to um not even a couple of days, I think about a week I recovered. It was just yeah. it was terrible. It's been like that, like, even like, I, I skating before the pandemic started, and I stopped for like such a long time, uh, just because skate parks would just be cluttered with people sometimes, so there's nothing else to do, and when I started again recently, I was just like, did I get, get like, did I get COVID, because my body seems so, like, not <laughs> used to doing anything physical, I can't, like, breathe after a minute, um yeah. but yeah i feel like we just haven't gotten enough exercise lately <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, i've gained a stupid amount of weight it's it's embarrassing yeah. looking at myself in the mirror you sometimes good, it's, man. <laughs> no i don't bro don't don't try to butter me up it's, it's i don't <laughs> like i look at myself from this time last year right before all of this started and i'm like why like i used to criticize myself this time last year and i would 
there's a there's not a lot of stuff that I wouldn't do to go back to the um the physique that I was in this time last year. Same though, yeah. It's it's, it's embarrassing, but yeah. Um, cool. So I want to ask if your music had to be a color, what color would it be? This is kind of a cheesy question, but just just go like with me on this. Just go with me. Um. I'd say it like depends on what mood I'm in sometimes. Like, I'd say as far as like the whole album Fuck Me Up goes, it'd be like a uh like a yellowish green. Uh or maybe like pink or something. I don't know. Uh, but as far as like my music the music I'm working right now is like a if I if I could put a color on it. Um maybe a I'm more of a dark forest green. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's. I'm trying not to do. I don't know. It, trying to be like more experimental, less like just um, like standard indie sound. I feel like that was a lot of what fucked me up was that whole album. Um, yeah. Yeah. Trying to just make more crazy sounds and make it a lot like dirtier sounding, but at the same time clean. Like I'm getting this whole studio set up, so I'm like hoping that it sounds uh, more like professional and like tighten it at the same time, just a lot more sounds than just like guitar and keyboard. So I yeah. think that's like, it, like guitar and keyboard just like ran straight throughout Fuck Me Up. Uh, and there was no like real transition in the dynamics of the instruments at all, really. Yeah. Uh, but I'd say, uh, I'd say as far as I see it, like a kind of a, a green color, it, or at least that's, I might just be saying my favorite color. <laughs> my favorite color is green. <laughs> uh, the, uh... Yeah, I get you, man. Yeah, I was honestly, I mean, I I feel like I should probably stop looking at album covers when I listen to albums because I just keep on thinking of pink when I hear, when I, when I think about your album, to be honest. That's... Yeah, it is bright pink. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I... Yeah, I, it, it's out there. I like it, though. I, I mess with the album cover. It's actually pretty sick. Um, so, obviously, the breakup, the, the album was a breakup album. I mean, you've mentioned this in the past, but uh, I just want to know if there is a bigger message that you want to bring through all of your artistry as a whole. So, if we zoom out and look at it, is there a bigger picture or is everything its own mini short story? Uh as far as fuck me up goes, I'd say that was kind of like a mini short story and like maybe a collage of like stories. I'd say as far as the big picture goes, it's like um, it. I think I focus on kind of sharing like my most human experiences and like experiences that um, like kind of everybody can relate to at a certain point. Um, e even if it's like directed around a relationship or something, I feel like I like the only reason I ever really write music is like to just um, let go of the experience that I felt like strongly enough that I had to write something about it, like in, in lyric form. Yeah. Um, like, uh, as far as, um, that message for that album, I'd say I'm, pr I'm probably not like following with it very much in the different albums. I don't think, I think it's just really easy to write a, um, a breakup album just because there are emotions that you're like directly feeling and there's yeah. no kind of running away from them there's no searching for what you need to write about or like trying to make it poetic um uh so it was like just a very emotional album i feel like that one and as far as the big picture goes like i, I think i just try to like display my my emotions pretty like uh, genuinely i i, I want to get like a genuine feeling across when i'm making any music everything's kind of like just telling the telling my truth of what I'm feeling, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. Um, was there anything you, that you didn't expect while writing this album then? Uh, I didn't expect it to go so fast, because when, like... <laughs> I'm assuming like, you uh, must have had a lot of feelings then for this, yeah. uh, for this person while you were writing about them. <laughs> I, your assumption is kind of pretty correct. That Like, when I had, I had lyrics, like, I had not just anyone uh, finished for a while, and I... Just had to produce it. I had um, I had make me better finish for a while, but I just had to produce it and some different uh, things. But it, it was like uh, after that you know, breakup, I just kind of went into like a state where I couldn't really focus on 
anything except for the breakup and and my music and just like laying, lay, laying in bed you know all day so it was just kind of only that um i didn't expect to finish it so quick like my friend told me recently he was like he, i remember he, the one that mixed the album for me my uh my homie ryan he was like saying how how quick that i just busted out the album in like maybe a month or something and then we like went on mixing process for a while like tightening everything up um but yeah, it just it was just really quick just because it was such sporadic emotion. And I think that's what like that's the main thing that I'm trying to like I guess n- not do with my next I I think I just need to think things out more. There's a bunch of fucking me up that I think could have been tightened up a lot more when I go back and listen to it. But at the same time I, I like it a lot. I uh I can't relate to it anymore really. But really? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you said that you go back and listen to it, but is it like I don't want to say in your daily rotation. Is it like just, is it music that you listen to as if you were listening to it, as if you were listening to another artist's music, or do you just listen to it sometimes just to think about what you could do better next time? Um, when I'm listening to it, I'm always listening critically. I think so. I can't really enjoy it. Uh, I always go into it with like a like, what did I do wrong? Like a mindset, or what could I have tightened up, or what lyric could have been um, expressed more complexly so that it didn't uh just fit my uh emotional setting like what could have i done to it to make it relate to somebody else more sometimes um that's a lot of what what goes on when i listen to fuck me up or um just any of my music i kind of i can't help but listen to it critically um and i I do like sometimes i try to like just dispel that that kind of sort of thinking and try to listen to it and enjoy it as if I were like a fan listening to it or like a, a new person listening to it. Um, and I'll just see if I can enjoy it if if it wasn't my music. And I, I think I make music that I I enjoy, but I, uh, or that I would enjoy. But like as of late, I'm like, I, I'm trying to kind of, uh, I'm kind of trying to, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to do with my music. I'm trying to make, <laughs> I'm trying to really put, put more uh it complex feelings into it like feelings of uh i don't know just different type of i don't know my brain kind of trailed off but yeah i, I really can't <laughs> i really can't I, I really can't ever um listen to it without being critical most of the time so i can't really put it in my daily rotation yeah man i mean like what kind of topics do you, have you been writing music about recently Oh, well, when it does come to like something emotional or like something uh, that is troubling me, uh, I'll try to, I guess, write about something that somebody might not be going through as far as like a timestamp relationship or like, I don't know, like um, something that happens short term. Uh, Because I also like just don't didn't struggle from like relationship problems. I also have like really bad, like depressive uh, episodes sometimes and like super like crazy anxiety sometimes so like lately i've been like these feelings are hard to write about like it's like a more challenging thing to write about because uh you can't just experience it and write about your experience it's more like you're feeling things that you can't describe to somebody else because it's like all internal like uh feelings so that's kind of what i've been aiming my subject matter towards recently is just trying to like write about my own experience um without it relating to anybody else really maybe using like people to pers- pers- some things to personify like the way that it feels um but it's it's just more difficult i think the album might take a lot more long to i'm probably gonna have to record the instrumentals like a, like way before i write the lyrics for it and like yeah. fuck, fuck me up for like the lyrics and the instrumental kind of just i would just play them like and the like words would come out um and it'd just be what i'm feeling but this is like more of a like I, I gotta sit and think about this like anxiety that I'm feeling right now sometimes to work it onto paper and stuff like that. Yeah, I get that. Like sometimes for me personally, sometimes when I'm writing a thing, it just it, it's tough. It, I mean, yeah. nowadays it's just tough. It's hard writing music nowadays. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why, but back like last year and yeah, last year in particular, it was super easy to just like just have just take my consciousness and put it into my notes app it was just it was incredibly right. <laughs> easy right nowadays i don't even know what i'm thinking anymore i think lockdown might be affecting me in that sense i think that might be a way that covid's affecting me i don't know 
I think so too. I think it's like all about just like when we're out and about, like our brains just have a lot more, uh, I guess, stimulation to just think about things, I guess, like more like linear. I feel like when I'm trapped in a room all day, my brain just gets put like inside of that room in a box kind of. And it's just like the thoughts can't really escape because I can't go do something like even like as far as like I said, I, like I used to skate sometimes that that even used to help a lot with uh, like the way I would think about in anything really. It's just like as long as I'm looking and doing stuff all day, I can figure out stuff easier. But yeah, I feel like if we're just just chilling all day, it kind of just sucks for, for mental movement. It really does. Yeah, I think that thing you said about being boxed in is actually a really um, that makes that makes a lot of sense because when you're boxed in physically, it can also box you in mentally as well like yeah. i don't know sometimes i just look out of the window and it's like a bit of wd-40 just got sprayed on the gears in my brain brain also, really? you know? <laughs> yeah. it's it's crazy but nowadays it's like i yeah i'm just staring at a laptop all day yes it's, <laughs> it's not good it's it's not good for the mind it's not good for the body we need to we people need to stop partying people yeah. <laughs> yeah and i used to be i used to be like heavy introverted most of the time when i'm like out and stuff but like it, it is something I, like i miss about you know pre-pandemic is like e even if i don't talk to that many people when i'm out i like you know observing it like i like seeing like what people are doing and like you know everything that that's happening you know when everybody's socializing it's just like a great thing to be a part of if you're not even participating in it and that's just i don't know it's hard not being able to just see people interact <laughs> like the yeah. same way uh, i'll even like it's kind of it's hard not to see people's facial expressions nowadays it's kind of annoying like i got a new like co-workers that come and work for me sometimes and i'm like um not for me with me uh, work with me sometimes and though <laughs> uh, i'm owner of the shop <laughs> uh, it's that power you're feeling powerful today okay <laughs> i see super powerful today but new new workers will come in sometimes and i think like dang i haven't seen this person without a mask uh, yet and i've been you know chilling with them in the same room for like 24 hours it's like it it, it seems like just everybody's like vibe has just been separated a little bit yeah just, I don't know. It's it's hard. <laughs> like it's like you can't connect with people properly anymore. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Like. Yeah. yeah it sucks. Yeah, man. Um. Cool. So, what I want to talk about is the track. Oh no! In fact, actually, I want to talk about the album because a, a bit more because. Mm. It seems to me that there was a whole story behind it, I guess. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, definitely. It, the, yeah. the story, yeah, the story for it is mostly like emotion based, like me, like how it felt. I, I wanted the first like leg of the like album, legs of the album to be striding on like, um, this is like emotional turmoil. This is like, you know, feeling like I just got like torn apart from something and I need to like sew myself back back up by the end of the album like I, I want it to be kind of fully like emotionally done with uh all like the negativity by the end of the album and i think that's i think it, it solidified pretty well at the end of the album too like it, the, the last song forget came when i was like thinking a whole lot about how even though everything is just was so negative like everything was very very negative at the, by, by the end of our um relationship uh, I was thinking very positively about the experience, like the whole, like even all the negative emotions and stuff. I was like, wow, I, I mean, I felt like raw human emotions and I can't be like mad about that. I guess it's like just the experience. And I, uh, and I don't know, I think it tied the story together of like, like down to up pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I, I, I definitely get that actually. So I guess, most stories have a moral, right? Mm. What I want to know is if this album had a moral to it, like if this story had a moral to it, what would it be? Uh, the moral would probably be like, um, uh, 
get over your codependency issues like don't <laughs> like don't ever do that again don't, don't simp like that again because it isn't <laughs> it isn't it wasn't worth it in the end one and it's like the the morals i guess like it, it definitely does you, know, you you'll find an understanding of like it, the song in the end where i said like uh what did i say it's like i don't have to read the lyrics uh well it, there was a part where i think i said something about like being it was just a very like that you will understand in the end song like everything will come to an end and everything will you, you'll be shown the explanation to to what to whatever it was and I, I do think that about like any negative issue i think there's like an explanation for it somewhere if you like dig deep about it um i meditated on like the, all the negatives of that experience a lot and I think that the main moral from it is just like in the end you'll kind of have like a really broad scope of what happened and it'll it, I mean if your intentions are right about getting over it like if your like brain is in the right place when it comes to like the end of something like that like you'll probably be shown everything pretty positively even though it was like super bad. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's tough once you actually like start thinking about how you are acting after something like that is done and you yeah. realize yo I was simping. I was simping hard, and I never want to fall into that trap ever again. That's... And, that's, and like when I said earlier about how I don't relate to the album at all anymore, like that's like yeah. the, the main thing I'm talking about. It's like, it's like I, I can't ever see myself. I, I can't ever see myself having that happen ever again, and like reacting the same way, or even like writing the same way about it. I'd probably like have a whole different viewpoint for, for how I view this situation because of like. I guess I've like just lived and learned and like seen what it can do to like like my emotional state, somebody else's emotional state, like the the ties like in like friends and things like that. Like uh, I like now seeing that and me also just being like a super like emotional person. Uh, I, I think that I the the experience is like pretty drilled into my brain and I can't like relate. Like when I listen back to the things, I do like feel those same emotions sometimes. Like, damn, I was going through it. But as as far as like you know, like all the time listening to it, I'll be like, oh, I, I'm not feeling simpy today. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I'm in like I'm in a happy relationship now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feeling like I, I don't know. You get like that that future vibe. You know, like future where oh my days. I be seeing memes about future all the time. I don't know if you see yeah. them yourself, but like that's how i be feeling sometimes sometimes i just be sometimes i be feeling like uh the weekend lyrics or what's his name um brent fires lyrics or something like that i'm just like man i'm gonna go break some hearts today revenge revenge for slavery bro i'm, I'm, si I'm sick of it <laughs> literally uh, yeah <laughs> um I'm, I'm assuming you're not you're not fully white yourself i'm assuming you're not white uh, yeah, I'm a, like, my mom is white, my dad is black, and a bunch of, like, other things mixed with both of them, I think. Uh, but, yeah, for the most part, black and Caucasian. <laughs> I get you, man, I get you, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that that's cool, though, that's cool. I'm sure you get a lot of, you know, people suddenly interested in, like, I'm sure you're suddenly a whole lot more interested because you've got some color in your skin, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, uh, definitely. It, it was uh, like interested in like uh, like what? I don't know. Like people are like, "Whoa, you're, oh. you you must be so um you you're so exotic <laughs> or whatever they say." I don't know what they say. <laughs> yeah, uh, sometimes it's it's uh, I don't know. Uh, as far as people talking about like um, race when they're talking about like me, I'm always like. I never had to know how to like discuss it with people that are talking about either attraction or like racial um like uh in inequality because I, I mean i've definitely felt unequal at times but like sometimes i don't and i would definitely think that somebody is like attracted or like the fetishizing off of like me being mixed or something sometimes yeah. like my, my hair sometimes when i was a kid they're like you got that good hair i'd be like i don't I don't, I'm, I'm getting dreads and I'm just, I want to, I don't want to deal with my hair. <laughs> what is good hair? What does good hair mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're like, I, but I remember hearing it and I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like my, my hair isn't very, 
it's pretty frizzy. It's kind of frizzy to be honest. It's like, but it's not in dreads. I can't like have a proper afro even. It's just like it's like a frizz ball up there. So like when people say that, I'm like I, I don't think I have that. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't moisturize correctly. But um, but but yeah, like I, I'll tell people when we're talking about um like racial stuff as like a lot of it was happening. Um, uh, I mean pretty. Like, I don't know, that freaking time is like so dilated in the pandemic. <laughs> Why is like, think every day is like the same? I couldn't like think of dates. Was it last week or a year ago? Like you, you don't yeah, even know literally. <laughs> I was like, when when was this even happening? But yeah, uh, after, you know, understandably, uh, everybody got like excited about like racial inequality and stuff. When people would talk to me about it, I'd, I my, my opinion is just always like, I. I value like good people and like as far as like moving forward and um in like today's age all that it really is is one like take down corporations that yeah. are, are are causing like crazy inequality in I guess the workplace or things like that and um and as far as like individual circumstances like bad people are going to be like bad people and good people are going to be good people like I've definitely felt discrimination before but i've also felt like uh for the most part pretty pretty accepted wherever i go but that's also just like uh, people say like white skin privilege a lot and i feel like i feel like that's definitely a thing a lot of the time <laughs> um yeah. yeah um everybody has their privilege and it and it sucks like it's like <laughs> i don't think every anything is ever going to be equal like realistically yeah, absolutely you know, yeah yeah it's 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 a sad world that we live in um, yeah but... i mean honestly the thing you said about feeling accepted everywhere you go honestly i was i used to think that like a little while ago about myself until i went on omegle uh, yeah that's that's that a dumpster went, part that, of the internet that... <laughs> that's, that's definitely one of the like garbage cans of the internet <laughs> that website that website clarence i'm telling you <laughs> It's not good for a person of this skin tone. It's just, it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like people that have like their like anonymity definitely would be a lot more indecent um, about their like ignorances on like Omegle and places like it's, it's that. The, just the thing <laughs> is, it's not even anonymity though. Have you seen people <laughs> with their whole faces out? I, you know, it's <laughs> usually right. The ones where people, where it's just like white people with the freaking Confederate flag on their T-shirts. I have had a couple of people like that, by the way. Oh my god! Like those ones where they just scream, they got it, they got it. like <laughs> those ones don't really get to me, to be honest. But it's the ones who actually have a conversation with you, and they're like, "Oh, you one of them British niggers, like with the hard R, <laughs> like they fully roll their R, like they're like, like South American or something." <laughs> Like those ones actually get to me a little bit, and they shouldn't. They really yeah. shouldn't. No, they, they, they shouldn't, but they do. Yeah. Like it, it's because I don't know. It just feels like they're a bit more intellectual, and they should know better. They should know yeah. better. I feel like everybody should know better because, especially with the internet, like people know nowadays with the internet. I, I never understand, and I, I love it when people get shit for it. Yeah. Because it's like, if you get shit for it, you deserve it because you know. It's like, you just know, especially if it's going on the internet, especially if it's a celebrity or like something like that. I'm like, I'm telling you, yeah. Like, you dummy, you idiot. Like, you, like, even if you are an ignorant person, I, I love you getting flamed on the internet just because you know that, like, <laughs> I, I, I even tell people all the time, like some black people don't care if white people say the N word or like it, other people, other races do, but in public on the internet, like you're going, like they're, I feel like the majority of African Americans or like Af people of African descent anywhere are kind of sensitive to that, you know? Yeah. And if they don't, if they don't react to it, they're going to like feel a kind of certain way about it. So you just have to know that you're gonna get shit for it and you probably deserve it I don't know, yeah, like everybody i'm telling it. you yeah the ones where the i mean it's usually white ladies who just start crying when they realize that they're being recorded like yeah you're you're done you've you've, you've lost your <laughs> job Cameron. It's, it's, it's over it's game over Literally. it's like we we have the internet now and it's powerful and it's like exactly. and exactly. i love 
Yeah. Time to open up the trust fund, or I don't know what you guys have over there, but time to time to open up your your savings and your emergency <laughs> funds because your job's your job's done. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand people like being being ignorant nowadays. Like even even if you aren't doing it because you're a good person, do it for like your own personal like <laughs> like you don't want to get fired from your job. Like just do it out of fear. Like don't, just don't be scared. Don't be racist because you're scared at least because we it's just annoying. <laughs> like. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, nah, it's it, it, it's <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I'm so glad to be black. Cause <laughs> honestly, sometimes I be seeing white people just dodging the N-word in tracks, right? In songs. And I just be yeah. thinking, man, I would hate, I would hate to be white <laughs> and have yeah. to deal with that every time I'm rapping. Cause it's there was yeah. there was this one time I was at prom gold digger by kanye west came on and i was like i i, st- I stood there right? i stopped dancing i just stood there and i stared at everyone i just watched everyone looked all around me and i saw a couple of awkward glances and i was like yeah 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 you better not say it yeah imagine being white like imagine not being able to say it during rap songs like um that one where they're like nigga 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 i'm 100 <laughs> nigga or that you know other songs like that like yeah it's definitely one of those things where i'm just glad i don't have to like restrict myself but it's like i don't know like it, it's it's like a, sorry buddy like blame your ancestors not us like uh, we didn't do it to to you know our our ancestors so it's like you gotta take the fall for that i mean if like i i have white friends like and they're pretty they just know what's up they're like why would i do that you know just why and the main thing is like i love when people are like why do people want to say it sometimes yeah, that's it. yeah yeah because i i can restrict myself in words pretty easily like i like it, when i like when on twitter if somebody is like getting mad about something new that i didn't know about it's like okay i just it's i guess it's just like the now i know mindset it's like, like okay i didn't know about that but now i know so like why would i disrupt that yeah. area of area of energy for somebody else because like uh, i guess some people just like being dicks i like being a dick sometimes it's kind of funny but like at the same time you're offending like whole groups of people uh like i, I just be pre- be prepared when people get angry <laughs> that's all i tell people like be prepared if you're offending a large group of people um because they'll get angry <laughs> Yeah, the K- like unrelated, but the K-pop fandom on Twitter, the Nicki Minaj fan, the Tyler the Creator fandom, just all of those uh, fan bases on Twitter, they're, they're dangerous, they're dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. I saw someone get doxxed by a Nicki Minaj <laughs> fan for. <laughs> I never want to have. Bad. Yeah, it's. I never want to have fans like that. If I ever get did get like that famous or like that, if like my music gained that much popularity, I'd want my fans to be just chilling out. Like, yeah. don't don't stand me because that's it's weird. Like, <laughs> that's probably why Frank Ocean hasn't dropped a track in ages or um a, an album in ages. I think that's why. Like, I, I saw like a tweet that was like. I think it was Zach of the Year. He was like, how do I be an artist in today's age without being on the internet? Because this shit is scary. Like, this shit just sucks. Yeah. And uh, they were just like, ask Frank Ocean. And I was like, wow, <laughs> he, he really, he really do just, he's like, he's very out of the, out of the loop of like being talked about. And that's exactly how I'd like, how I would try to be if I was like of that stature. Just like, I don't want to be in the loop of like celebrity gossip or like fans being like crazy. Like I'm just going to be out of the loop. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's still like people stand Frank Ocean. Like, I don't know if you remember what happened at Camp Flognor with Drake. It was dumb. <laughs> that was that was crazy. That that was crazy. People screaming, "What? The, the biggest rapper in the world, possibly the biggest artist flat out in the world, Drake, in front of all these people, a surprise um, performance as well, and people are screaming, yeah. Where is Frank? Where is Frank? If that I was Frank." Was... I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I was Frank Ocean, I'd feel like a king for the next. I'd either feel like a king or lower than I've ever felt before in my life. No in between. Like it's it's crazy. They booed Drake off the off the stage. But yeah, so, so we were gonna say I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, you're, you're good. I, uh, I don't remember. I, I was uh, I was just gonna say like yeah. I'm sure he was 
it's like dang they love me <laughs> I think, but, uh, um, but at the same time I was like I, I watched it on somebody's live stream when it was happening like I was watching the, the vlog you know, like on the website type deal or like twitch I think it was yeah and they and they like ended it for that show and like everybody was like oh my god where's the where's the live performance where's the surprise guest that they're like is it Frank is it Frank and they're like nah it's whatever then I started hearing people say no it's Drake a lot of people were just like saying that it was Drake and I was like oh I wonder how they feel about that. <laughs> they didn't feel good about it. And, and then somebody posted the link to somebody's like Instagram live, and I was like, I want to see how they feel about that. I was like, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're disappointed. But I was like, dang, I was like watching the girl's video. I think the one that went like pretty viral everywhere. I was like watching her like live stream, uh, and a bunch of people were on it. Like they were blowing up her live stream, um, and everybody was just like, God damn, he <laughs> was, uh, it was tragic. I was. <laughs> I mean, I guess oh man, imagine being Drake getting booed off the stage. Drake yeah. was just getting disrespected that year. Cause I remember there was a video that came out a little while after that of Drake just just chilling at a party. And someone was like, excuse me, um, who invited you here? And he just looked confused as hell. He was like, he was like, myself? I, do you I'll show a clip here. Hopefully uh, I don't get like, um, like oh, copyright or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to say, I feel like everybody has to be like humbled sometimes. Like if I was like a celebrity dealing with like a state of like just being unhumbled, I'd probably accept it. Like if I was Drake, I'd be like, damn, I guess I'm just on top most of the time. I gotta be like bumped down a couple notches, like <laughs> fix my ego a little bit. <laughs> I guess so, man. Yeah, but uh, it's just, it, it's sad for Drake. That, that must've been a tough time for him. Cause I swear that was around the time when um, he had to like, uh announce his son adonis as well mm, yeah push it yeah. to you <laughs> beef is crazy push it push it just like went off just went off just and that revealed that drake's got this secret son that doesn't even look like him that no one seems to um have known about it's just yeah, it's crazy, yeah. Man. but um Okay, let's get back to the topic of the podcast. We've kind of digressed <laughs> a lot here, but I, I like where this was going. Um, yeah. I'd say one of my favorite lyrics from your tracks, like on the, um, just in general, actually, is probably from the first track on the album. That being, the name slips from my uh, Can't Be Sure, Can't Be Sure, being Can't Be Sure, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> don't want to take the heart emoji out of her name. That's that 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 line. I feel like a lot of people relate to that line there because it's almost yeah. like you're accepting um, that things are actually over. You know, like when you actually have to physically do things rather than just mentally accept that things are over. You actually have to like you know delete their pictures or you know even yeah, like, yeah. as you said take the heart emoji out of their name. But I want to know about like lyrics that you wrote and then you actually like felt something while voting writing them writing them <laughs> um let me think I, I know that was like one of them because it was like a it, it was just one of those things i was like it is it was a pivotal moment for the ending of a relationship for me so i was like i i focused a lot on it like more than i should have probably i was kind of happy that that lyric was like given to me in the process of that like throughout like just through uh, circumstances I was like oh at least I got a good lyric from doing it like it wasn't for no reason um I guess like I guess the real reason should be like just getting over it but I was like as far as the like what I'm gaining from this I got a lyric um but uh I'm just trying to think lyrics that means stuff to me uh like all of them really but like if I were to narrow in on some of them um I'd say, and I think it might be hell. There were a lot of, a lot of just dealing with like depression and things like that. Uh, in my own way of like having like a, a army of people like in my head. I like I, in that song. I was like really towards the end of it. Um, like everything as far as like the things that I was that I was putting into the song, like people or like dogs or like uh, like a female saying something to me or like wanting to do something it was all just like 
supposed to personify like parts of like myself that are always like attacking me so like i i, I guess that song really resonates with me a lot as far as like emotions go because i really put like my emotions into like life with things on that one uh i have to like read my lyrics sometimes i'd be forgetting about them <laughs> I, I get it yeah it's... yeah um uh there is a lot of just heartfelt lyrics on um I'm fuck me up. I guess again, uh, another one that's at the end of uh, the album on Forget, when I'm going through the whole, um, like you saw the best of me, I saw the best of you, you saw the worst of me. Uh, you, I think I say it wrong, but um, that that line really hit me hard when I was writing it. Uh, and that was like a song I produced in one day. I was like, this is just like, like all these emotions have to come out right now. Cause I feel like really uh, content. Um, and that lyric was like, uh, Sometimes I think like thoughts are just like given to me from that, but I was just like blessed with that thought of like, wow, like we, I really did have like lots of highs in this relationship and lots of lows in this relationship. And uh, I really did give like my best emotions. Like I feel like during this relationship and a lot of like my worst. So I was like, that's just a really, I guess, like deep thing that I could uh, say for myself. Like, yeah, it, it was just very, deep emotions that I was feeling like um so that one resonates with me a lot when I listen to it make me better has some that I uh that song is basically like me just wow I'm shitty uh <laughs> so like yeah. re really having to um like just deal with my own shit or like like wanting to get over my own shit that was that was something that like really felt good to get out uh just like even just screaming the chorus like make me better it made me feel like good singing it because i was like yeah i do want to be better uh, probably the main one i don't know why i'm like skipping over this one <laughs> probably the main <laughs> probably the main lyrics that are the, i think the best on the album are on like learn my lesson a switch perspective because i don't know i don't know if like a lot of people got that song like from like saying a switch perspective because that's that whole song was like supposed to be uh like the, my, my person that I was having this problem with talking to me and like that whole song was supposed to be like them like like uh I wish that I could tell you something when you're asking why but uh, you were yelling you were cussing so I put on my disguise like that, that's them like when we were like talking about something and I'd be like like why the hell can't you tell me what you want I'm like well, I don't know why you like I, what's going on like just not having clarity that was like me trying to understand like when they're talking to me and I'm like mad about them not having clarity that doesn't like clear things up for them at all. So it's like, it was, that song was super good to get out for me because I was like trying to come up with like an understanding just by, you know, dipping into their brain. Like, like why would they want to talk to me if I'm like angry about the situation? Like, why would, I, I don't know. I was just trying to put myself in their shoes that whole entire song. So yeah, I'd say that, that, uh, that song was really like after I, wrote all the lyrics for it. I was like, wow, I I think I really fought myself pretty well from their perspective because I I think they kind of aired out everything that um they probably were thinking about the way I was acting, you know, because I was acting kind of shitty sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A toxic relationship will bring the worst out of you. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 been called out a couple of times actually. I they they always say it's because I'm a Gemini. I I don't really believe in that kind of stuff. But they, I mean, Kanye and other people like that are Gemini's as well. And I I can see a bit of myself in some other famous Gemini's. And it's just it's it. I sometimes I just think, man, what if this stuff actually might be true? That's same. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then I come to my senses and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait 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 wait, like. <laughs> I like talking about that stuff sometimes because it is like, like I, I've been, because I'm a Pisces and I've like my mom has told me before, she's been like, you're such a Pisces. And I, I know she doesn't even believe in that stuff that much, but like, I I guess I, I fit I fit mine pretty well. I've been told by other people too, like that it's very Pisces of you. Like it, after I tell them, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Is that like a negative connotation that you're Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but the only, the only reason I kind of believe in that kind of stuff sometimes, like, I think where we're at on Earth and, like, our tie to, like, whatever is above us kind of correlates sometimes because there was a period in time, like, right when COVID was starting. I always tell people about this when they talk about astrology because it's, like, the only thing that I can kind of relate to, like, in real-time events that um 
can coincide with it. Uh, but I was waking up at 3.30 every night. I was waking up at 3.30 every single night. And I would wake up and like and, uh, pee sometimes and go back to sleep, look at my phone. I'd be like, oh, it's like 3.33, 3.35. And I'd be like, I, I woke up at 3.30 today. And I, as it started happening over and over again, I kept noticing it. And I would tell like my friends about it and stuff. And like, cause it, it wouldn't be every night that I woke up and noticed it. Uh, but there was one night that I was at a friend's house and he was like, um, he was like wanting to see if I would do it. They were they were both up, I was sleeping. And they were like, I want to see if he wakes up at, you know, 3.30 as he says he does. And he, I got up and he uh, he goes, hey, CJ, you woke up at 3.30. He's like, you woke up at 3.30. It's crazy. And I was like, cool. And I kind of just went back to sleep. But I, I, when that happened then, I was like, I probably do this. like I'm doing this like every night and I don't even notice because I wasn't like all the way awake. When I got up, I just popped up and like looked around for a second. And, and he kind of woke me up like, like all the way because he was like hey yo and I was like what um so th that was weird for me and I was like that made me think that you know where we're at like on scale of like what what is above us or whatever I think it does kind of have little effect on you know um how we're feeling I guess or like what's going on in our, in our lives uh because that was just something that was happening way too consistent for me to like ignore I guess I was like this is definitely happening and like it could be just my subconscious thinking about it now that that it's uh, going on, but I was like, even if it's that, I can't like um, disregard it. So that astrology shit could, I don't know, could be something to it. <laughs> yeah. It could be. I mean, I don't, I, I like to think that that isn't just because like, I don't need people thinking they know my entire personality just because they know what day I was born. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think it kind of takes broad like personality traits and puts them into like your signs sometimes. And I'll be like, I don't act like that. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I think that's a good place for us to move into our last segment. That being, would you rather? Would you rather questions being, um, I don't think I need to explain would you rather questions yeah. to you. <laughs> uh, let, let, let's just get into it. Would you rather be known for the best insult in history or the best joke in history? Uh see my like confrontational side wants to say best insult because it'd be like real funny just to like like if, like if we're arguing if somebody's arguing with me and i just like go crazy with an insult on them it'd be funny as hell yeah. but like but at the same time like a joke lives on i probably the best joke because like a joke would like live on forever and be like reworked into different jokes and like to making everybody laugh probably more positivity involved in that <laughs> yeah that's true yeah did you do that 16 personalities thing by the way have you ever done that uh, I, I think I did. I, I came out to, I don't remember what I was, but it, it was pretty, like, it was on par with, like, the way I think about, it was, like, on point with the way I think about, um, most of my thoughts. I was, like, that, that personality oh, okay. test was pretty on, on point. Yeah. I yeah. get you, man, yeah. Uh, because I was gonna say, that, that, that sounds a bit like a debater, um, type, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, all right, next one. This one's this one's a bit morbid, but then again, it's been a couple of years since these things have happened, so I think we can ask this one. Would you rather find yourself on board the Titanic or inside the World Trade Center five minutes before disaster? Uh, hmm. I'm like trying to think about how fast I can get down those steps. <laughs> like down, the, down the elevator. Yeah, I swear, man. But I don't know what floor am I on. But, uh... How many floors are even in the World Trade Center? I swear there's like a bazillion floors. Yeah, uh, probably the World Trade Center because it's, uh, I, I guess if I, there was like inevitable, wait, actually, nah, that's scary. That's scary as shit. Cause like, what if I didn't get, just get clapped by an airplane? And what if I'm just like one of those people that had to jump because they didn't want to like- Oh uh, yeah. man, yeah. yeah. So it's like one of the, uh, that one's hard. Um, Fuck it, Titanic. I'd be Wim Hof and like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Nah, I don't know if I do the Titanic, you know. I might just do the World Trade Center because I don't know. It, it, like, it got, the World Trade Center got hit pretty high up. So, yeah. I don't know what would, like, let's say I am five floors above where the plane hit. Let, let's say that. Yeah. I don't know if I would make it down. Like, cause the thing is the fire must have gone down and up. It must have hit like a radius of at least 
five, ten floors maybe, I don't know, before the buildings actually just, just crumpled. So, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'd still choose the World Trade Center. It would be really interesting yeah. to look at, you know, people's reactions in real life because I was literally only three months old when it happened. I, I don't know about you, yeah. but yeah, it was... Yeah, I was, I was very young, like baby. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd definitely like to see that happening. But then again, I would be old now. But then I, I'd be older if I experienced the Titanic, though. So, yeah. you know, I'd probably be dead by now if I experienced the Titanic, actually. And I most likely wouldn't have survived because, again, the color of my yeah. skin. So... <laughs> I, think, I think they jinxed themselves way too fucking hard with the Titanic. They were like, it won't sink. It just won't. It's like, it can't happen. Like, and the, like, the, it's like the one major cruise ship that sank. Like, it's like, what? <laughs> like, I swear, like, literally, I'm sure God was just looking, was just in heaven looking down like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like, don't know about that one. <laughs> they were way too confident. Uh, All right. <laughs> this won't sink. Like, <laughs> sounding like the flex tape guy, you know? Like, <laughs> Literally, they, they were just trying to market the shit out of that boat. <laughs> like, anybody that's scared of boats, <laughs> anybody that's scared of sailing, <laughs> they were just, like, trying to get them on. <laughs> <laughs> just i'm just thinking uh, right like literally if that's all anyone would say it just worked. i shouldn't be laughing so hard because like hundreds of people died but it's like oh man it just won't sink like okay yeah, I'm, I'm done oh, my days okay uh I'm going to be laughing about that after this episode because, like, they really jinxed themselves that hard. <laughs> yeah, for real. Man. Uh, okay. So, let's say you've been living your entire life in VR, so virtual reality, without realizing it, and you have the choice to wake up and leave the situation. Do you do it? You're taking the blue pill. I think it was the blue pill. Uh, uh. I think it was a red pill, uh, but I haven't seen The Matrix in a long time, so I might be wrong. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, but honestly, it depends on like the the pros and cons. Like I, I think if I knew that I was in a simulation, I wouldn't care about. Um, like if I knew for a fact, like it was like no. Sometimes I usually think that we're like in a type of simulation, not like actually just VR, but it's like I feel like our souls are in simulation with everything. Uh, like it's just weird. Uh, I can't think about it, <laughs> but um, yeah. but but if I knew, if I didn't know, I'd probably just chill and stay because, like, obviously, I wanted to jump in here for some reason. It's like, so if, yeah, yeah, I I probably just chill out. I probably tell people and like fuck their minds up, and then then maybe think I'm crazy. But I'm like, I, I gotta tell you, like, this is how I found out. I probably just fuck up the system. I, I glitched the whole thing out. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be crazy. Just start seeing people like, I don't know, just like having spasms and ticks and stuff. <laughs> that'd be crazy, man. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I don't know if I would leave the simulation. I don't know. It, it depends which one is more painful. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, the thing is, in this question, right, in this pitch, you don't know what life is like outside of the simulation. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably just leave this. Uh, not not leave. I'd probably just stay in the simulation just to wait and wait it out. I guess it kind of kind of just verifies that there's life after the simulation. That's like the main thing. Like my biggest fear is like death. So it's like uh, that's the only thing that is really tying down my like life in the situation in the situation in the simulation. So I'd be like, yeah. you know, now that I'm not scared of death anymore, I know I'm just gonna wake up like outside of the simulation. Like fuck it, I'm 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 I just enjoy it <laughs> exactly that's what that's what i'd be doing in dreams sometimes when i realize that i'm dreaming i just go to like go to the biggest guy in this area and just suck him in his jaw just for no reason <laughs> just to see what happens and yeah does then, that, I, then, then i wake up it does a whole slow motion thing where he's like beating your ass and like it never happened to you where you like moving but you can't like move right in a dream that, that sucks that sucks <laughs> like literally it's it's like i'm punching through water or something it's just it, yeah. it's not good but um, yeah, man, it's dreaming, dreaming, lucid <laughs> dreaming is just is crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, would you rather live the rest of your life with a smudge on your glasses or a small rock 
in your in one of your shoes? I'd probably say a smudge on my glasses because most of my life is like already through smudges on glasses. Like I, I'm pretty bad about cleaning my uh, my frames uh, unless it's like actually just dirty. I'll kind of just chill with a the smudge there for weeks until I clean my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like seeing very much, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get you. I mean, what like how like how bad is your vision like exactly? Uh, it's like uh, let me just see, like a. Uh, as far as reading this, I have to be like this close to read it or else it's right. going to be blurry. Yeah, so that's it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah, I I mean, I got lucky. I have 2020 vision and both of my parents um, wear glasses. My dad wears them literally all day, every day. My mom just doesn't wear them for some reason. But yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes life just gets to the point where you just don't even want to see. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm blind and I'm fine. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'd be walking down the street sometimes and I just see something where I'm like, man, if I was wearing glasses, I wish that I wasn't wearing them at this point. For <laughs> real. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, would you rather every shoe ever fits you perfectly or always wake up with perfect hair? Uh, hmm. I probably the shoe thing. I, I don't pay attention to my hair that much. So it's like uh, when I do wake up, I kind of just like push it out of my face. And I'm, really? I'm, I'm straight. Um, yeah. So awesome. I just throw a bandana on it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I get you. I, well, I'm going with the hair thing. Shoes, it, it's whatever. Like I can, I can figure out my shoes. But hair, like I said at the start, hairdressers here <laughs> being closed, and I'm trying to wake up with my twists looking perfect every day instead <laughs> of this friggin' mushroom on top of my head. It's this. Is, this isn't a. This isn't a look that I want to maintain. Yet yeah. I've recorded three episodes with this hairstyle, <laughs> and it's not looking like it's going to change anytime soon because people just keep on again. People with the parties, like if, yeah. every single week, it's just it's painful. It's painful, man. Yeah, it's annoying as fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I, I'd have to go with perfect hair to be honest. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. This is my final question, actually, for the episode. Um, before I let you go on your way, Clarence. You are heard by everyone on Earth right now for 10 seconds. What do you say? Uh, hmm. It's a hard question. I tell everybody... I probably have to, like, think before I say it. I probably have to try to find a minute <laughs> to, like... Get, get everything I'm saying like 10 seconds of words um, but I'd be telling them that they should not listen to every like other people's opinions as much as they as much as they listen to their own opinion um, and that's like that's not even being like good opinions or bad opinions like it's just like opinions in, in general like when you're presented with something you shouldn't take it and have it be their opinion that you're taking in. I would just tell them to always formulate your own ideas behind any situation that you see. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably that's the point I would be trying to get across. But I probably have to think about it a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I, no that's group think. <laughs> that's really no group think. Stop being stop being sheeple. Yeah, yeah. I get you, man. Yeah, that's. That, that's a really interesting one, actually. I don't think I've had anything like that before. Yeah, I, it's just my... I, I think that's just my, like, basis for like, how I think that... Like, if I think world peace would be achieved, I think it'd be achieved by, like, everybody literally having, like, a fully formed, like, their own opinion about a situation uh, as they... Like, I don't know. It, imagine, like, somebody has a racist parent or something like that. Imagine them taking what they're saying to them and instead of like taking their opinions, like fully forming their own opinions about what they're saying to them. It's like, then you would have somebody that like, I just rationalize this better, you know, instead exactly. of like actually just uh, taking what you hear. So it, it's always, that's like, I think the main reason that people argue on Twitter and everything is that like, they don't get their own opinions from like their self. They have to get it from like another person or somewhere else. So like, you always have to just squeeze it out of like your own brain, like really think about what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, 
we definitely make a lot of progress as a society if people just had their own opinions and you know didn't look at the comments for to to try and figure out how they should feel about something exactly it's like it, it, i don't know and i do it too it's like i, I like see yeah. a, a science article they're like some real like weird thing that like resonates with my own opinion or like my own ego but then it's like after that it's like you have to acknowledge that it, it isn't it isn't your opinion sometimes that you're thinking it's like whatever was just said to you that you're thinking so you gotta i don't know I, I guess just think more about what you see because everything is pretty like face value it's not that deep to be honest but at the same time like you you are pretty deep like your own like personal universe like what you think about things is, is a very deep thing uh that's going on with yourself so like yeah rationalize it <laughs> it's, yeah that's so true man yeah um do you know what i think that's a good place to end off this episode actually so clarence clarence james um do you have anything you'd like to say to the listeners for um before we round things off here uh I, all my new music is better than all my old music so keep an eye out <laughs> because yeah uh it, it, it just has you know better stuff uh and and also thanks for having me on it was a very nice talk it's, yeah, exactly. This is actually one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded, I think. This was a good one. Nice. I really enjoyed this. Thank you for thank you for appearing. Thank you for having me, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been great. Um, yeah, listeners of the Shane Anigans podcast, thank you for listening. Stay Shay-mazing, and I will see you all next time. And that concludes this fortnight's installment of the Shane Anigans podcast, Artist Edition with Ishana Sumazura. I am, of course, Ishana Sumazura. Feel free to subscribe to this channel and click the bell next to it, or if you're an audio listener, simply subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. If you have anyone you'd like to see on the podcast, or if you're an artist who would like to make an appearance, feel free to drop me a message on any of my socials. See you all next time.